Coming up to the top of the hour, we greet you live on what's turned out now to be a beautiful late Monday afternoon at Sports Page Grill Ashland. Coming up in the next hour in the red zone, we have four-time state high school football champion Highland Springs head coach Lauren Johnson with us. Great conversation ahead. Randolph making softball makes history this morning without swinging a bat or throwing a pitch. We'll explain in a few, but Randolph making baseball season comes to a premature end. The NCAA says no. All of that and much more coming up next after the news on WHA in Ashland. Richmond, W275BQ Ashland, it's 6 o'clock. NBC News Radio, I'm Phil Hewlett. The last victim of the shooting at a Colorado school has been released from the hospital. Littleton Adventist Hospital announced today that all five patients from the shooting at STEM School Highlands Ranch last Tuesday have been released. Three patients were discharged on Tuesday, one Friday, and the last one was released today. Last Tuesday, a pair of shooters opened fire on students on the Denver area campus, killing one student, injuring eight others. Kendrick Castillo, an 18-year-old, died trying to stop one of the shooters. At least six people are dead after gunmen opened fire at a Catholic church in central Burkina Faso. Local media report gunmen on motorcycles stormed the church this morning in Dublo and killed six people, including the priest. The suspects reportedly set the church on fire as well as other buildings in the area. The country in northwest Africa has been hit by extremist violence in recent months as Islamist terror groups expand their reach. Vice President Mike Pence says freedom of religion is under assault. Christians suffer more persecution around the world than any other religion. Persecution of Christians worldwide is near genocide levels. During a commencement speech yesterday at Liberty University in Virginia, Pence talked about attacks on people of faith at synagogues in Pennsylvania and California, on mosques in New Zealand, on Christian churches in Sri Lanka, and historically black churches in Louisiana. According to Pence, no one should ever fear for their safety in a place of worship, adding that attacks on people of faith must stop. Thousands of people attended the ceremony with more than 8,400 graduating students. Michael Jackson's oldest son is a college graduate, 22-year-old Prince Jackson, whose real name is Michael Joseph Jackson Jr., graduated from Loyola Marymount University in Los Angeles yesterday. Jackson graduated with a degree in business administration. Jackson's grandmother, Catherine, and other family members were in attendance during the graduation ceremony. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Now, sky scan weather for the RVA from 1029 The Mater. For tonight, a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms, partly cloudy with a low around 49. For Tuesday, mostly sunny with a high near 67. It'll be partly cloudy Tuesday night with a low around 46. Wednesday, sunny with a high near 71. Partly cloudy for your Wednesday night with a low around 53. Thursday, mostly sunny with a high near 78. And Thursday night, partly cloudy with a low around 55. From the Mater Weather Center, this is Chris Mindell. One zero two nine, the Mater presents in the Red Zone with Rob Witham. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Massey, Wood, and West, and by the Sports Page Grill in downtown Ashland. A very pleasant good evening, everyone, as we are getting into the silly season in local sports the next four weeks. It's going to be a sprint, not a marathon. There is so much going on, and we'll get to as much of it as possible on this edition of In the Red Zone Live at Sports Page Grill Ashland. Listening live on 1029 The Mater, 102.9 FM, 1430 AM. Listening online on the TuneIn Radio app on Radial, R-A-D-I-A-L-L. Or if you are listening online at the link right now at rvasportsnetwork.com. Rob with them. Happy to be with you on now here in the last hour or so. It's turned out to be a glorious Monday evening. Temperatures in the 60s and bright sunshine here in the center of the universe. Later in this hour, we will talk about the final week of the regular season 
season in high school baseball, softball, soccer, lacrosse. Things are wrapping up, and the region playoffs will get underway next week. For tennis, they're already underway. And, of course, we have a team that we debuted and mentioned a couple of months ago, had head coach Philip Hydon with us here uh, just before the season started, that are looking for their third consecutive state championship. And we'll talk more about Hanover Hawks girls tennis coming up later in the hour. Plus, the incredible atmosphere a week ago tonight that was Hanover Benedictine baseball and Lee Davis getting the shocking baseball win over Hanover at home on Friday night. Tyler Warren made news this past week, reopening his recruitment. We'll talk about that. And Randolph-Macon has announced their 2019 football schedule. There are some changes and a new member to the ODAC. We'll go over that later this hour as well. And, of course, our guest tonight, four-time state champion, Highland Springs head football coach Lauren Johnson joins us live here in just a few moments. But we begin tonight with Randolph making softball, making history this morning without ever having to swing a bat or throw a pitch. And let me explain. I got up this morning, I don't know, maybe 9.30, 10 o'clock. And, of course, one of the first things I do is I check my tweet deck so I can check Twitter. And I'm seeing head coach Kevin Profit get doused by Powerade. And I'm looking at my watch and thinking to myself, wait a minute, how in the world did they get that game over in an hour? Because they were scheduled to take on Arcadia in the final round of the Ewing, New Jersey Regional this morning at 9 o'clock. And had they won, they would have won the tournament. Had they lost, they would have had a winner-take-all game uh, probably about noontime today. But because of all of the rain that's been hampering the East Coast here and north of us over the last 48 hours, or so, uh, the field at the College of New Jersey who hosted the Ewing Regional was deemed unplayable, and at that point, the team that was undefeated in the region was awarded the region championship. Now, Randolph-Macon had beaten Arcadia 1-0 in the opener back on Friday, so certainly you can't say it's not legitimate that they win. A, it's the rules that they have to go by because the tournament must continue and make plans for the Super Regionals this weekend, and number two, the team that they were playing they had already defeated would be another thing if they had not yet faced them in the tournament, but that was not the case. So Randolph-Macon has never been to a Super Regional in the NCAA Division III Softball Championship until now, and they will head to face Christopher Newport. They won also a region in New Jersey, defeating Keene College late last night for the Union New Jersey Regional title. So the Super Regional will be the Yellow Jackets and the Captains. Now, they played in early April here in Ashland. They split a doubleheader, and that was when Christopher Newport was ranked number one in the country. They will play game one on Friday at four o'clock. They'll play game two Saturday at one, and if they split and there needs to be a third decisive game, it would be immediately after the one o'clock game Saturday somewhere around 3.30. We do not know where the games are going to be. We know they're not going to be here in Ashland. They will be down in the Tidewater area. Whether CNU gets to host or whether they'll move it to a neutral site, we're waiting to find that out. But Christopher Newport, Randolph-Macon in the Super Regionals. That is great news, and for a team that's experienced some issues and an uneven season here in 2019, to have this opportunity is simply fantastic. So we congratulate Coach Profit and look forward to seeing them doing good things uh, this coming weekend. So that's the softball side. And one note on softball, Virginia Wesleyan, ODAC member, ODAC champion, two-time defending national champions. They're out. They lost on Sunday twice to ODAC rival Lynchburg at home. They were hosting a region down in Virginia Beach, and Lynchburg steals that region title. They're going to host a super regional this coming weekend. Virginia Wesleyan sending out a tweet congratulating both Lynchburg and Randolph-Macon and wishing them luck in super regional play. Very classy move uh, by the Marlins, and we congratulate them on their two-year run representing the ODAC at the national level, so maybe the Yellow Jackets can replace them and make it to the College World Series. Unfortunately, there will not be a trip to the College World Series again this year as it was a year ago for Randolph-Macon baseball. In in an interesting decision, uh, the NCAA tournament did not award the Yellow Jackets a berth in their 58-team field. Now, there are only eight team at-large bids. You have 40 conference champions who automatically qualify. So it's a limited number of at-large bids to the NCAA Division III baseball championship. And the number one thing that hurt Randolph-Macon this season was not them, it's their conference. The Old Dominion Athletic Conference as a whole was down this season, especially against non-conference competition. Uh, Roanoke fared horribly in non-conference play, did very well in conference, and finishes the number two seed going into the championship two weeks ago. Randolph-Macon won the regular season title. 
and then they proceeded to get all the way to the championship round, having to come through the elimination bracket to do it. They beat Shenandoah in game one on Saturday, forcing the winner-take-all game. They fell behind 5 to nothing. They cut it all the way down to 5-4 by the seventh, but they weren't able to tie it or get the lead. So they fall literally one run short of the automatic bid. Uh, I, I'm not surprised. I'm going to say two quick things from an editorial standpoint on the decision not to include Randolph Macon baseball in the field of 58. Am I surprised that it happened? No, I am not. Be- simply because of what I just explained about it being a down year in the Old Dominion Athletic Conference, but they're not the only conference in Division Three that's experienced that this season. The things that bother me about the decision not to include the Yellow Jackets are these. Two things. Number one, Randolph-Macon has been ranked in the D3Baseball.com top 25 all year long. They've never dropped out. They've been as low as 23rd. They've been as high as 5th. But they've never dropped out of the poll. In fact, they, in the last poll going into the ODAC championship, were still ranked. So my question is, if you win your regular season title, you come up just a one run short of winning your uh, postseason championship. You've been ranked by the supposed experts across the country all season long. How do you not qualify for a field with 58 teams? That's the first problem I had. The other problem I had, frankly, was D3Baseball.com had an article up on Sunday night talking about who's on the bubble, who might make it, and who might not. They did not list Randolph-Macon, but they did list Virginia Wesleyan. Two problems with that. Number one, Virginia Wesleyan finished fourth in the regular season. Randolph-Macon won the regular season title. Number two, Randolph-Macon beat Virginia Wesleyan twice this past weekend in the ODAC championship and eliminated them from championship contention. So how the Marlins were in their radar and the Yellow Jackets were not is beyond me. But the bottom line is, unfortunately, the season comes to a close and two great careers come to an end. Nick Roth from Benedictine, the now all-time winningest pitcher in Yellow Jackets history. Uh, Unfortunately, his career comes to a close, as does the career of one-time shortstop, now second baseman, Jeff Butler, who broke the great Jordan Walton's record for most hits in a career. In fact, he smashed it. Jordan Walton's record was 215. Jeff Butler finishes as Randolph Bacon's all-time hits leader now with 236 in his career. So good news for the softball team, not so good news for baseball. And we wish the Yellow Jackets softball team good luck on Friday down near the coast. When we come back, I have been looking forward to this for a long time. We're going to sit down and talk with Lauren Johnson, the head coach of Highland Springs football. There's a lot of changes coming up for Highland Springs, but there were a lot of changes that had to be made for them to get where they've been the past four seasons. A fascinating conversation is ahead coming up after this timeout. Live here at Sports Page Grill Ashland on this Monday night in the center of the universe on 1029 The Mater, live on the TuneIn Radio app on Radio and on RBA sportsnetwork.com come back with us in a moment you are in the red zone there's more to come right after Massey this short Wood and west has been servicing the richmond and surrounding areas since 1923 offering the finest in hvac systems home heating fuel oil propane gas and more massey wood and west is a premier dealer of Heil cooling and heating equipment offering professional service and installation of hvac systems gas or oil furnaces Heil systems are backed by a century of superior engineering and quality manufacturing massey wood and west also gives you one-stop shopping for standby generators, tankless water heaters, gas logs, and other quality Heil equipment. Call today. Stay cool in the summer, warm in the winter with Massey Wood and West. Call 355-1721. That's 355-1721. Or go online to MasseyWoodandWest.com. That's MasseyWoodandWest.com. Massey Wood and West, a premier Heil dealer. Massey Wood and West, prompt, dependable service since 1923. When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We Think in Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Stoudemire and the folks at We Think in Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Think in Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think in Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Think in Ink in Ashland. 
Where do you bring the family for sports, great food, and excellent service? Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Walking distance from Randolph-Macon College, Sports Page Ashland features 40 and 55-inch TVs, all high-definition flat screens. Sports Page Ashland has something for everyone on the menu, like their fresh Angus beef burgers or chicken wings, which everyone agrees are the best in town. Kids' night is Wednesday. All kids' meals are served on Frisbees that they can take home. Your family will love the friendliest faces you can find anywhere north of Richmond at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. For nightly specials and more, check them out on Facebook. Sports Page Ashland. Back live at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Want to thank, of course, Squirrel and Willie and Christy and everybody here at Sports Page. Always make us feel so welcome every Monday evening as we uh, come in and bring you live local sports talk here on the Mater, on RBA Sports Network, and as well as on the TuneIn Radio app on Radio. This is a busy man I have here to my right. I, he's here, he's there, he's everywhere, but he deservedly gets the opportunity to do so because he's worked really hard to get a particular football program into its particular position. As the promo we've been running all week has talked about, Highland Springs High School football is helping to transform the community of Highland Springs, Virginia. It's as simple as that, but it did not happen overnight. It was a long, uh, winding road to get to a point where success on a field of play can turn into more success for citizenry in, in the area where the school is located, and that's what it's all about. And I have been really looking forward for a long time to have this conversation with the head coach of Highland Springs football. Lauren Johnson is in the red zone tonight. Coach, how are you? I'm doing well, Rob. Thank you for having me. It's an honor, my friend, an honor. Now, a couple of questions. You know, all the times that we've talked on the postgame show on the game of the week in the fall, and you and I have talked in interviews and, and whatnot, I've never had a chance to ask this question. Okay. When did Lauren Johnson meet football? <laughs> I don't think I've uh, ever been without football, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, you grew up in South Florida. It's a way of life. And I think, you know, the person that introduced me to football first and foremost is my, my older brother. He's five years oh. older than I am. And uh, he was playing football, of course, and at that point in time, I fell in love with it. I can remember being on the sideline, filling up water bottles for his team. Um, I can remember, you know, doing Oklahoma drills in my front yard with guys in the neighborhood uh, because my older brother said do so. Uh, but my first helmet I put on was his. My first pair of shoulder pads were his. Whoa. And uh, because of it, I'm I'm in a place that I thought about and imagined, but but didn't think it would be this sweet at this point in time in my life. Unreal. So my brother is the one that introduced football to me back in uh, probably 1982, to be honest with you. Wow. Yeah, so it's been a while. Since 1983, I think I've been a part of a football program uh, in some capacity or another every Every fall. So I've never been without football. Never. Never. What would you do in a fall without football? <laughs> I'm going to find out here shortly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think so? I, huh? I, I mean, uh, you know, I have a, a son who's going to be in the ninth grade and the yeah. son who's going to be in the seventh grade. Those guys are going to finish uh, here in the next, you know, five to six years. Right. And once they do, I mean, we'll just reevaluate what we are as a family and, and what we need to do. My, my daughter's a, she's a pretty good athlete. She runs track uh, for her AAU program, East End Lightning. You know, and, and she does a great job with that. But but you can run a a, a, a 1500 meter or a 800 meter anywhere in the country. It's based on time. Oh yeah. Uh, but but where the boys play football at is very important. And then if they have an opportunity to move on, I mean, I I want to be a dad. Of course. Watch them, enjoy them, and and I get a little bit of that now. But I think if they have an opportunity to play on the next level, which is a hope for us and our family. You know, I want to be able to get out of here, pull out of here, go watch them play, and, <laughs> uh-huh. and, and tailgate a little bit and hang out before games. A little tailgating. Yeah. That would be good. That would be You great. would make a great tailgate. I hope I so. That. I hope so. I'm, I'm planning on it, and if I get to that point, you'll be invited, I promise you. Awesome. Looking forward to it. So, so Coach, how does South Florida Lauren Johnson find Virginia? You end up in Blacksburg. Mm-hmm. Where did the connection happen? Uh, so, so I think the, the greatest thing is, is what Virginia Tech was doing at that point in time is they were just recruiting, recruiting guys who probably weren't the best. You know what I mean? And, and that may sound funny to any Hokie fan at this point in time, but I think they were finding guys who just hungry and loved football. Right. And I was one of those guys that fit that mold. Reminding so, everybody where Virginia Tech was as a program absolutely. at that particular point in the early days of Frank Beamer. Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah that, that's after the... After the Gator Bowl in 1994, you know, I had the opportunity to meet with uh, 
Todd Grantham, who's now the defense coordinator at the University of Florida, and Billy Height. They came into my school, and they were playing Miami the weekend that they came to my school. And, and of course, when I got the opportunity to watch the game that weekend, uh, I think the score was 7-2 to two at halftime. And uh, <laughs> the score was 2 to nothing for a long period of time. <laughs> Virginia Tech was beating them. But then right before the half, I think Lamar Thomas or somebody, one of those great receivers, made a play and made a 7-2. to two. But Virginia Tech lost the game 21-2 or 21-9 or something to that effect. And uh, at that point in time, I felt like that was a place I could play. I mean, they were really aggressive, um, you know, on defense. That You know, defensive backs had to be put on the island, I felt. You know, that was a personal challenge for me. I could be in that situation at any point in time, play man-to-man coverage against anybody because of the guys that I grew up playing against. Mm-hmm. And and I felt like that program fit me. But but it came down to Indiana, Virginia Tech. Uh, I took a visit to West Virginia, Oklahoma, and NC State. Those were my five visits. Wow. Uh, team in Orange and Green told me I wouldn't go enough to play there. Team in uh, – and, and Garnet and Gold said they had a guy named Peter Warwick. Who was he? Uh, they said they were going to take him instead of me. So uh, I felt like the schools in state, you know, didn't didn't feel like I was good enough to play there. So the next best thing was to go to a school that was going to play against them. Yep. So in my four-year career and, and shortly thereafter, we never lost to Miami. So I, 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 I wear that boldly on my chest when I go home. That's always bragging rights for me, and I can talk and share that. And then after that opportunity, I had the opportunity to be a GA. Uh, at Virginia Tech, then I met a young lady who became my wife, and we always said we would move in between her hometown of Windsor, Connecticut, and my hometown of Miami, Florida, which would have been somewhere on the coast in South Carolina, uh-huh. but we never made it that way. Uh, we just kind of stayed, and, and, and jobs presented themselves at Glenver High School in Southwest Virginia to exactly. be a marketing teacher mm-hmm. and coach girls track while coaching football at Lord Bodetot High School. Oh, wow. So that was my first job with Tony Hart, coaching football at Lord Bodetot. Uh, played NFL Europe, came back, went back to Lord Bodetot. Um, and while I was at Lord Bodetot, the second time, played arena football and did some things. And then Coach Gentry asked me if I wanted to finish my master's degree. And I said, yes, I do want to finish my master's degree. So I did that in strength and conditioning as a GA. And uh, I, the young lady that I met that became my wife, I knew I had to get a job to marry her. <laughs> and that, that's how the Glenver job came about. So uh, when I was at Glenver working as a marketing teacher, uh, unbeknownst to me, two flyers were slid under my door. And uh, under my door, they were just flyers for jobs. I think it's 2003. Okay. So 2003, the first flyers that was under my door was Dinwiddie High School. They had just mm. gone 0-10. Yeah. And uh, I, I applied for that job and thought maybe that was the job that I was going to get. It didn't work out that way. And then the second job was uh, Stonewall Jackson in Manassas, Virginia. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I didn't think I was going to get that job at all. When I when I sat down, Dr. Steve Constantino was looking at his watch the entire time. Oh, yeah. That's and, never a good sign. And, and uh, after I left the interview, 30 minutes after being on the road, they called back and, and asked me if I would come back for a second interview. Oh, so that's awesome. when my career started at the Stonewall Jackson in Manassas, Virginia. And, and, and it was, I mean, it was a joy. I mean, I had some great football players. Of course, Ryan Williams was one of them. Mm. Damian Thigpen, who won the 300-meter hurdles not one time, not two times. But three times in the state of Virginia, mm-hmm. he played running back for us. And a guy that's doing a phenomenal job in Northern Virginia right now, my name is Chris Garrett. Chris Garrett played running back and went to Ohio University. And he won the Grey Cup when he was with uh, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, okay. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so, CFL. Yeah, so I had some, some great athletes that surrounded those guys, and we did a great job. Uh, another guy that the people in Hanover may know, uh, Joe Mullinex. He's now the AD at uh um, Brentsville, yes. but he used to be a coach at Lee Davis. Correct. And uh, you know Joe, Joe Mullinex played for us, and he played at Randolph-Macon. Mm-hmm. So Joe Mullinex is one of those guys as well. So we just had some great talent. Um, but then after that five-year period of time in, in Blacksburg, it was time to move on. We had kids. My wife and I had kids, and you know, we were kind of feeding them in the backseat in that, that, that 66 <laughs> traffic. I know people know about that really, really well. Oh, boy. So we decided to move south and, and, and take a leap of faith, and, and we did so at a program that we felt like was had a lot of potential and could be very, very good. But we wanted to come in and just give the young men that played for Highland Springs you know, an opportunity to be just as successful or more successful than Coach Johnson and what I did in my career. And that 
led us to where we are right now. That is correct. And as you come in, you're replacing a very successful coach. Absolutely. The program is successful, mm-hmm. but it's also neck and neck with its arch rival. Yes. And it's still seeking to, to, to kind of break into the next level. And in the early years, you're trying to make that rise. And at the same time, there's a program in Chester trying to do the same thing. Absolutely. And earlier in the decade, we see the ascension of the L.C. Bird Skyhawks. Absolutely. During that, that, that time, I mean, there was one time that they had to come to you in the postseason and, and you guys were driving to score and they get the interception late to seal it. And how do you keep not your, I know how you keep your motivation yes, going. How do you keep the motivation of the young men going? Because you don't win four in a row right. without DJ Johnson doing what he did during his time and yes. so many others in that first Part of the decade. Absolutely. So let me let me say this: the, the first high school football game I saw in the state of Virginia was C.D. Hilton versus Verona High School oh. in City Stadium. Oh my! And uh, and I, I always told myself if 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 I ever coached high school football in the state of Virginia, I would want to be at one of those two schools. <laughs> well, <laughs> so uh, the first game I ever played or ever coached in uh, as a high school football coach, as a head football coach in the state of Virginia, was against C.D. Hilton. C.D. Hilton. Uh-huh. And uh, when I moved to North, or when I moved to Richmond from Northern Virginia, your rival is Verona. So you're, you, no you kind of know what you're, you're dealing with right off the bat. But in that crazy, yeah, it was very, very crazy. But but the one thing that we found out very early on is that um, we had to change the rhetoric uh, about our program mm-hmm. within our program, okay. not even outside. Of not our outside. Program. And and the first thing we wanted to do, Rob, is just kind of take the focus off certain aspects of the game. Um, and, and what I mean by that is. During the period of time in 2008 when I got here, if you lose one game, you're out. Yeah. You're, you're out of the playoffs. You don't oh. even get an opportunity to go. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, so so we wanted to make sure that we, we focused on building, like, our, our understanding and our football IQ as a football program. So, excuse me, uh, Coach Burton did a lot of great things and put kids in a lot of positions. But I mean, you got a lot of guys, you know, that were in place, you know, Charlie Crittenden and, and – uh, Coach Mead and those guys did a phenomenal job teaching what they wanted to teach, but we just kind of wanted to make it broader and include and incorporate more of the kids. Mm-hmm. Meaning, uh, that, you know, we wanted to focus on the, the guys in the middle. We didn't want to focus on the elite athletes or just the guys who are at the bottom of the depth chart. We wanted to focus on the guys at the middle to kind of create some more depth. And during that period of time, yeah, you know, I mean, there was some there was some speed bumps. You know what I mean? That there was going over to L.C. Bird in the first round of the playoffs and losing by 37 points. Yeah, you know they scored 37, you score zero, uh, and that's when D.J. Johnson was young. D.J. Yeah. Johnson, uh, and then you come back and you play some of those games like you did against Hermitage, and you take your bumps and bruises. And I think you know you learn a lot from those experiences, and you learn what to do, how to do it what kids to put in certain situations. And if you see a kid that resembles a kid that you had in the past, don't put that kid in the same position. Like you, you learn so much about it. And, um, you know, my wife gives me a great opportunity to just kind of focus, relax and write down a lot of notes. Um, and in doing so, when I have that opportunity to think and share with my coaches and my coaches then share with me, mm-hmm. we find specific ways to get our, 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 our goals accomplished. And, and in doing so, you know, you, you, you could take, you know, just <laughs> coming off a of vacation, spending maybe 15 to 20 minutes with our coaches talking about how we can be better as a program. Mm-hmm. If you just take a conversation like that on a Sunday afternoon, that 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 it, it works wonders for your football program. Mm-hmm. It just kind of puts us all on the same page and gets us where we need to be. And if we're on the same page, then the kids are on the same page and the school's on the same page. And then our community grows to be on the same page. Right. So it's just a holistic approach that we take and nothing is is no stone is left unturned I, i'll tell you that we just try our best to make sure we 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 answer every question and, and we 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 ask a lot more questions than we answer how about that absolutely uh, coach I, I i think i know the answer to this question okay there was nothing particular that flipped in the program in 2015 that allowed you to finally make the trip to Scott Stadium and then win that first state championship on the field. And, well, I, and I mentioned that because yeah. there was a declared champion back in 1961. Absolutely. Uh, it, it seems to me that instead it would be the culmination of what had happened up to that point, and it also served as what would 
still be coming up correct yeah, absolutely so so they're into in what you're saying rob there's a little bit more into it i mean even before the 2015 season if you go back 2014 like you mentioned earlier lc mm-hmm. bird coming over our place and we were the number one seed right um you know that was that was a big one that that game right there uh helped us out a lot it taught us a lot about us and as a program, it taught us a lot about our kids. It taught us a lot about our coaching staff. It taught us a lot about us. Um, but but if you go back to 2013, um, you know, playing in those playoff games taught us a lot as well. True. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, if Greg Dortch doesn't make a great catch in 2014 uh, against Meadowbrook in the last, you know, railing seconds we don't even get that opportunity to play against lc bird right and learn as much more as we did but even before then there were games against at lee uh that we lost you know we lost felton to an injury yep i want to say it was 2013 maybe 2012 we lose that game mm-hmm. we have an issue uh there was a game where at lee beat us at their place the year before uh or maybe two years before where we had some things go on, and then we lost a player at the end of the season. So there there are specific games that I can go back and talk to you about, and those games made major impacts on our program and kind of took us to the next level. It wasn't necessarily a bridge. Mm-mm. Bridges are parallel. We just kind of took an escalator up you or go. a staircase up to the next step to where we needed to be. So it, with, with all due respect, it, it was a long, drawn-out process. Yes. And, and I'm not sure – Everybody else likes the process, but we enjoy it at our place. We relish in it, and we know um, to continue where we are and continue doing what we're doing, like it's going to take more. Uh, at the end of each season, I am very humbled, but I'm also driven mm-hmm. to do it again and to do more. Uh, the humility comes from dealing with our players. They humble you really, really quick <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you talk about things, but also from from the things that happen uh, you know, we're always in need to raise. We're always in need to push the bar and excel to the next level. Uh, when I say raise, raise money, raise a new player, um, you know, take a coach to the next level. Yeah. Whatever the situation is, kind of go up. Be. Yeah. And, and then, you know, you're also driven because there's a lot of conversation about you, sometimes positive, sometimes negative, that uh, you don't want to hear or you do want to hear. So when it's negative, it does a great job of driving Coach Johnson. I, I've always been that way. Um, it's better that you don't just don't say anything at all. But Amen. when people like to talk, uh, it does a great job for me. It, it helps me out a whole bunch. I tell you that. There you go. Yeah. Now, uh, the four state championships mm-hmm. later now, 2015 through 2018. At the end of the press conference last December, you looked at all of us there assembled in the room and said you would get on the bus and start making notes for 2019. <laughs> yes. Uh, did you Did you do that on the way home? Without fail. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that that is probably the easiest part of what we do. I mean, because uh, you you take a roster and you cross names out, and then you start thinking about guys that are that are that have done it in your JV program and now are ready to move up and are ready. Oh uh, yeah, we we. I mean, we're very very fortunate to have uh, you know a, a JV coaching staff that could be a varsity coaching staff anywhere in this state, um, and they do a phenomenal job just working at developing the kids mentally, physically, and within our system. You know, our, our play calling, how we call plays, how we run things on defense. They, they take pride in it. And uh, Coach Saunders does a good job leading that group up. But Harry Lee Daniel, he's a football yep. guy. You know, Marquise Crawford, he's a football guy. Travis Bell's a football guy. Russell Charity. You know, those guys do excellent job. Nate Harris, those guys do phenomenal jobs just working with our kids. And then when you get guys who – have worked with your group of kids and they've gone away for a little bit or maybe they've gone off to college, they come back and they ask now, hey, can we work with them? And we, without a doubt, put them right into the fold. So we will have some younger guys that will continue to work with our program, that have been a part of it, going to college, done a phenomenal job. We'll get them up to speed with where they need to be and then let them run wild just coaching these guys <laughs> and uh, teaching them all the information that they know. So. The, the cycle continues, and we continue to be successful as possible. When we come back after this timeout, a couple of things I want to touch upon. Okay. Uh, there are some changes 
come into your schedule in 2019. And it's it's not just you. It's it's happening in a lot of areas of high school football. That yes. it's going to be a topic of discussion for this fall and for years to come. I believe. Mm-hmm. Number one. Number two. There are ch- major changes coming to your school. Period. Absolutely. That I, I think we need to touch upon because the the football program and its success has helped drive a new pride in the community, which is going to help drive what is about to happen. Absolutely. So we've got that to talk about. And I also want you really to discuss if it's it's good by you, how the football program helps the kids off the field. Because okay. people think, you know, you're a coach, so you get them in <laughs> August and you win in December. <laughs> And then you go wrap Christmas presents, and you see them again in August, and nothing could be further from the truth. Absolutely right. So we're going to do all that as soon as we come back from this time out. Lauren Johnson, Highland Springs head football coach, with us here live at Sports Page Grill Ashland. Back after this, you are in the red zone. In the red zone. We'll take a short time out. We'll be right back. So stay tuned to the Mater. Where do you bring the family for sports, great food, and excellent service? Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Walking distance from Randolph-Macon College, Sports Page Ashland features 40- and 55-inch TVs, all high-definition flat screens. Sports Page Ashland has something for everyone on the menu, like their fresh Angus beef burgers or chicken wings, which everyone agrees are the best in town. Kids' night is Wednesday. All kids' meals are served on Frisbees that they can take home. Your family will love the friendliest faces you can find anywhere north of Richmond at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. For nightly specials and more, check them out on Facebook. Sports Page Ashland. We've been fighting the war on drugs for a long time. We answer the phone 24-7, 365 days a year. On a busy night, we answer hundreds of calls. This war on drugs needs our intervention. Since 2014, Addiction Hope and Helpline has helped people struggling with drugs and alcohol. When the phone rings, we help people when they need it the most. When we get a caller into treatment, it feels good. It's a blessing. If you're struggling, drinking, using, and need to get clean, don't suffer alone in silence. Call Addiction Hope and Helpline. Our people understand, and many are also in recovery. Call for support and strength. You can call for someone who can't or isn't willing. It's an act of love. Together we can help you beat this thing and erase addiction from your vocabulary once and for all. Call 800-959-4781. When you need printing, you usually need it yesterday. We Think in Ink can't work that quickly, but close. Let Chuck Stoudemire and the folks at We Think in Ink take your printing project and help make your message stand out. We Think in Ink offers quick turnaround and printing you'll be proud to use. Visit We Think in Ink in Ashland right next to the post office at 305 England Street. Let them suggest ideas for your business cards, letterhead, brochures, or business forms. We Think in Ink in Ashland. on this Monday night. You are in the red zone. Rob with him along with you here on 1029 The Mater, live at rvasportsnetwork.com and on the TuneIn Radio app on Radial, R-A-D-I-A-L-L, live local sports every Monday night from 6 to 7. You should come out one Monday night to Sports Page Grilled, hang out with this, enjoy the show, and eat some of the best food you're going to find. If you talk to the uh, SID at Randolph Macon, Phil Stanton, he swears by the wings, says they're the best ever, and I'm a big fan of their barbecue. You know I always endorse that, so make sure you come out and join the gang here at Sports Page Grill. Lauren Johnson, head coach at Highland Springs, our guest tonight. A whole lot of fun catching up with Coach. Uh, 2019 is going to be a year change yes, it for, is. for your program, and it's kind of part of kind of a seed change, I think, we're seeing when it comes to how teams are scheduling, how teams are responding to what they need to do within the Virginia High School League's PowerPoint system to get themselves in as good a position as possible from a playoff standpoint. Yes. Um, you know, there was a rule several years back where you were, um, depending upon you know how many classifications were between the schools, uh, if it wasn't mutually beneficial for the two teams to keep playing each other that you know you could stop it at that point and i know you guys and armstrong ended a couple of years ago hermitage was one of the first to do it with john marshall and at that time it made sense because it just didn't make sense for teams like that to play each other there was nothing beneficial for either team in that situation so that was a positive to allow those teams to find teams that are more competitive and help them get better and helps you do the same thing. It does. So you look at your 2019 schedule and it looks a little different, doesn't it? It does look a little different and it's not complete. Let me say that. Okay. No uh, problem. So, so we are with nine out of 10. Okay. Uh, we're looking for a 10th. There, there are a couple of things that are being changed. Um, you know, 
Oh, and we're coming to a couple of different conclusions mm-hmm. with, with, with the schedule and what's going on, but we just got to hold off on that. But some definites we know of for sure. Uh, you know, early second week of September, or it's the first week of September, I'm, I'll say that. You know, we're going to travel down to Oscar Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have uh, North Stafford on the schedule now. We don't scrimmage them, we play them. Uh, you got um, Colonial Forge late in the year, week nine. Um, you have uh, Page High School in North Carolina. Oh, we wow. play them uh, September 27th. And then, of course, we play Manchester, right. which everyone wanted last year. But, <laughs> yes. we, done, but we got it this year. And, and, and I think, you know, I know Coach Hall is going to have them ready to go. And oh, yeah. those guys will be playing very, very good football when we see them. So with all of that being said, uh, it's they're going to be tough games. And then you still got Verano on there. Yep. That doesn't come off. Uh, you still have Henrico on there. Yep. Uh, and I may be missing one or two. Atlee is on Atlee. the schedule as well. And then we got to fill that last spot August 30th uh, for the Hermitage game, which we're trying to – we're flirting around with some teams in Eastern PA and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, some teams in Ohio and some, a couple of different things. So our AD has done a great job. Rick Lilly's done a great job of just getting some things squared away and putting us in the right position. And if those things work themselves out, you know, they work themselves out. If not, you know, we're going to have to figure something out here and just kind of rally the troops and make sure we get that 10th game played whether it be, uh, you know, October when we play it on the bye week or right. we get to open up with somebody. I prefer to open up with somebody in August before we have to travel down to Oscar Smith. Sure. But we, whatever the game is, I know, you know, our kids feel like if you put the football down in between the white lines and they blow the whistle, you got to play. You got to play. So we're just going to play the games that we're dealt and, and uh, try to win as many as we can. Well, and speaking about being dealt something, I didn't even realize the last time that I went to Kreider Stadium that it was going to be the last time I went to Kreider Stadium. <laughs> and uh, the approval has been made. And there is going to be a brand new Highland Springs High School. Lord willing, it'll be done by fall of 2021. Yes. But it, it, some of all the changes include using the property that currently the legendary Victor Kreider Stadium sits on. So uh, you guys are going to be kind of nomads for a couple of years. But I, I know what you're going to do. <laughs> That's going to be a challenge rather than an obstacle. A- am I assuming that correctly? I mean, definitely. I mean, anytime you put the pads on, it's a challenge, right? So. <laughs> It doesn't matter uh, what jersey, what helmet they have on, or where the location is. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to go out, you got to play, and you got to play your best football. So, the way we're looking at it is, hey man, let's just play. Yeah. Uh, you know, if, if we're given an opportunity to do something that we love, something that everybody cannot do, something that everybody does not want to do. Right. So since we can do it and we choose to do it, let's just do it the best of our ability. Um, so it, it doesn't matter where we play at, and 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 who we play in front of, or or, or what location. I know it matters to. The coaches-wise, it matters right. to our fans, it matters to, <laughs> you know, the, the alumni, and, and it does. And, and, and don't get me wrong, that, that aspect of it, I understand sure. uh, where we play our games does matter. But but for the team itself, right? you know, if, if you put us in the middle of, you know, 295 and put lines on the, on the road, we're going to play. Uh, and it may not be the safest situation, but we're definitely going to take our best, uh, our best shot of, of winning the game. So... You know, some things may change. We may get fortunate enough to play one or two games in Crider Stadium. That'd be good. Based on what the construction company uh, does, Okay. you know, and the county decides. I, sure. you know, I've heard numerous things about where we're going to play and what we're going to do. And, and, and I, that's way beyond my pay grade. Right. So what I do is let them make decisions, <laughs> and, then I, and we'll just ride with those decisions when they make them. There, there you go. Because yeah. your responsibility is right there in between the lines, Absolutely. having them ready, no matter where your those lines are located, as you just mentioned. That's correct. Not just that, but I, I really want you to address the subject of, you know, I, I've been going to Highland Springs for, my gosh, first first game we did at Highland Springs on the radio here on this station was 2002. Okay. Uh, it was a first-round playoff game with Patrick Henry, which Highland Springs was the home team and the higher seed, and the Patriots upset them to go to the then uh, old Division Five regional final in the old group AAA format. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> there was a guy by the name of Macho Harris who was playing as a freshman that <laughs> night. That'll tell you how long ago it's been. Absolutely. Great career he had. Um what has happened in this last decade, and especially in the last five years, uh, has played such a big part in the renewal of Highland Springs, the community, not right. just Highland Springs High School, right. the community. Can you help the listeners explain the role that the football team has played in in in, in really kind of a, a, a 
a restoration process that maybe you didn't set out to specifically do, but it was a wonderful consequence of what you did set out to do. Well, I'll say this. There, there was some thought that, that this is what we wanted to do. We always wanted to be community-based um, and, and, and grow our community as best we possibly could. You know, my, I, the number one rule for our kids is come home because you want to, not because you have to. Okay. And then when you do come home, be be a uh, 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 be be somebody that's that's adding to, not taking away. Taking away. Right. So so that that's the easiest way for us to put it. Uh, I use some different vernacular when I use it and I say it to them, but <laughs> but don't 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 be somebody that takes away from the, the the community. Don't be somebody that takes away from the city. Add value to it with yeah. what you've learned from where you've come from and what you've done, whether it be in school, trade school, whatever the situation be. Right. Uh, so so what we want to do is in a football program. We want to focus as much as we possibly can on the younger people that are growing up. And I think the easiest way for me to show anybody what was being done is, is kind of have my kids in it. Yeah. Right. And allow them to grow in it and show what they can be and what type of product comes out of Holland Springs. Uh, I think our kids are creative. I think our kids work hard. Our kids are, 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 are uh, they're eccentric in a lot of ways, <laughs> but, but, that makes us unique, right? And, and because of it, it's something that we're building on. That Coach Rinaldi, Coach Braden, Coach Stokes, Coach Burton, Coach Ward—those guys kind of understood the community in itself. And I'm just building on top of what they've already done, foundation-wise. Yes. Um, so, so the football program is very, very important. But going to college is even more important. Amen. So, the vehicle is just being used. We're just using it as a vehicle. Football here at Highland Springs. Uh, it gives our kids an opportunity to. Go out, explore something different, see something different, and just kind of put us in a different perspective. We, we, we got to do more. Uh, when I say we have to do more, we have to share more with the, our fellow students that are in the building. Uh, we have to share more with the kids that are in our feeder pattern. Uh, we have to share more with the, 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 the mother and father who had a kid. You know, that went to Highland Springs in the 70s, but still lives in our neighborhood. Right. Right. We still have to do more. We're nowhere near where we want to be. And, 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 and we know where we, we haven't completed as much as we want to do. And there's so many ideas. But sometimes those ideas takes, you know, financial resources. They take yes. time. They take it, it, it's a process. Yes. You know, yes. And, and what we always share at our place and our program is that. Everything that's associated with Highland Springs is not a TV dinner. It's a Thanksgiving dinner. Mm. And Thanksgiving dinner takes a week, sometimes maybe more to prepare. So we, there's a long process. And, and if anybody's ever willing to help, mm -hmm. you know, financially, yes. if anybody's ever willing to help with time or activities, like we're, we're more than willing to, to do those things and receive those things sure. because there's so much we want to do. The football in itself is good. The The what the kids give back is even better. Much. Uh, and what they will produce, like when they leave this place, is the greatest thought and idea of all. Uh, it, it's just great to get, hey, coach, I'm graduating. Hey, coach, this is what's going on. This is what I've done. Coach, I went to read to a, a kid when I was in college. Or, you know, coach, I'm doing an internship with the NFL. Or, mm -hmm. you know, coach, I went to the hospital and sat down with a couple of kids. Like, that. that's what Kayvon and Greg and Makai and Felton, you know, those guys who have played for us, Tank Scott, that, yep. that's what those guys are doing now. Um, you know, you know, our kids are not sitting around just kind of twiddling their thumbs. No. They're taking it and they're running with it, and they're becoming better men in their communities, uh, and they're going to be better people in society for what we've done as a collective group. You know, some of the ideas that they've brought to us and some of the ideas that we've kind of brought to them, we've all embraced them all and put ourselves in a position to where, we can grow not only our community. So the school is going to be brand new, and there's going to be a sense of pride. But it, but if we go out and we lose 10 games, it's not going to be the same thing. So <laughs> so we got a little chip on our shoulder. Sure. I shouldn't say chip. We, we just uh, we, we understand the, the requirement mm -hmm. and what's required of us uh, for us to be successful and for our community to be successful. We don't want to build a nice, pretty building. We're not winning any games anymore. Uh, you know, we don't want to get big-headed and feel like um, – we're above and beyond where we are. Whether we win, you know, four state championship in a row or ten state championship in a row, like there's still a lot of work to do, and yes. we're going to continue to work on that and get it done as much as we possibly can. I love it. I love it. Using the sports world to make a difference in your community. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. Last question. Now let you go. Jets get a steal. In <laughs> I think anybody that gets a Hollow Spring key, they definitely steal. <laughs> 
And even if they pay him, uh, you know, I've heard uh, several times, not not even about Greg or or Felton, but uh, you know, if you get Kayvon, I've, I've heard uh-huh. yeah. you know, he'll be a second day, first or second day guy, and. Makai, people say he'll be, you know, first rounder, right. you know, top ten guy. I've heard all of those things. It doesn't matter if if they're in the first round or the seventh round. Um, I think if you get a Holland Springs kid, you're gonna get a kid that knows how to work. Yes. You're gonna get a kid that knows how to win. You're gonna get a kid that that better not be selfish, so he has to deal with the entire coaching staff. <laughs> Uh, you want to get kids that understand the game and, and love the game and that work extremely hard, not just on the field but off the field. I, I you know, Rob, you had we hadn't talked about it a lot, but I mean, we have several kids graduate with their associate degrees. Yeah, you know, Chris Chris Daxton graduated on Saturday. He's only been in college two years. Two years. You know what I mean? So he left our program two years ago. Now he has a bachelor's uh, in science. That's amazing. Uh, in business. Yes. And he's going to go on and do a couple of different things and work on his master's. Uh, but we have a ton ton of kids like that. I think in a couple of years, you know, Jay Nalszewski is our kicker. He'll be the valedictorian in class. We're keeping our fingers crossed. Uh, so we have several kids that are doing well academically. Yes. Um, and, and it's because we're, we're holding them accountable athletically. Right. Uh, and academically. So they know for us that you can't play football without doing your best in the classroom. So everybody's not a 3.9 or 4.2 or 4.1 like Justin McKenzie and Malcolm Green and David Laney. But but it ain't many guys walking around less than a 2.5 or 2.6. They know they got to keep the standard up. Right. And they got to give themselves an opportunity to be on somebody's college team. And the greatest compliment that can be given to you and your coaching staff is all of these alumni years after they've played their last game with the Highland Springs Springers, they're still calling you. They're still texting you. They're still in touch with you. They still want to let coach know what's going on in their life. That's amazing. Absolutely, Rob. It's it's the great, it's one of the greatest joys. I'll say that it's not the greatest. It's one of the greatest joys uh, just to get the text. Hey coach, how you doing? What's going on? Thinking about you, thinking about the program. Uh, Thank you for representing us because I never have the the honor of calling myself a Springer in terms of an alumni. Correct. I never walked across the stage as a Springer. That's right. Uh, my son, my oldest son is going to be the first, and the, the other two will follow in suit. So they will be alumni. So, But I want to make sure I honor, you know, the school that these guys play for as long as I possibly can by just giving my all to what we do and uh, expecting our coaching staff to do the same and any kid that comes through the program to be their absolute best and holding them accountable in doing so. Awesome. Coach Lauren Johnson of Highland Springs. I knew this was going to be a great conversation. Thank you, Rob. Coach, it's always a pleasure. Come anytime. Can't wait for football season. Absolutely. Same here. I'll be back anytime you have me. Sounds great. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Back in a moment. we got tons to talk about in this final week of the high school regular season in spring sports, and we'll squeeze it all in after this final timeout live at Sports Page Grill. You are in the Red Zone. We'll be back with more from the Red Zone after these messages. Massey Wood and West has been servicing the Richmond and surrounding areas since 1923, offering the finest in HVAC systems, home heating, fuel oil, propane gas, and more. Massey Wood and West is a premier dealer of high oil cooling and heating equipment, offering professional service and installation of HVAC systems, gas, or oil furnaces. Heil systems are backed by a century of superior engineering and quality manufacturing. Massey Wood and West also gives you one stop shopping for standby generators, tankless water heaters, gas logs, and other quality Heil equipment. Call today. Stay cool in the summer, warm in the winter with Massey Wood and West. Call 355-1721. That's 355-1721. Or go online to MasseyWoodandWest.com. That's MasseyWoodandWest.com. Massey Wood and West, a premier Heil dealer. Massey Wood and West, prompt, dependable service since 1923. Where do you bring the family for sports, great food, and excellent service? Sports Page Grill in Ashland. Walking distance from Randolph-Macon College, Sports Page Ashland features 40 and 55-inch TVs, all high-definition flat screens. Sports Page Ashland has something for everyone on the menu, like their fresh Angus beef burgers or chicken wings, which everyone agrees are the best in town. Kids' night is Wednesday. All kids' meals are served on Frisbees that they can take home. Your family will love the friendliest faces you can find anywhere north of Richmond at Sports Page Grill in Ashland. For nightly specials and more, check them out on Facebook. Sports Page Ashland.
Hey, a big thank you to our sponsors here weekly on In the Red Zone Live at Sports Page Grill in Ashland, including our friends here at Sports Page that we mentioned just a few moments ago. To Chuck and all the gang right down the street here at, in uh, uh, Ashland on England Street at We Think in Inc. You've got printing that needs to be done. They can do it no matter what it might be, promotional materials, business materials, whatever it is. We Think in Inc. here in Ashland has got you covered. And our friends at Massey, Wood, and West you know, tonight it's going to be in the upper 40s in some areas, and that might be the last time we see the upper 40s until like October. So do you see what I'm hinting at? Yeah, you need to call Massey Wood and West and get them in to check your HVAC unit before it's July 15th. It goes on the fritz. It's 98 degrees. The low is 79, and you're just dying because you forgot to get that checkup. MasseyWoodandWest.com is who you need to get in touch with right now to make sure that you don't pay on the other side in the heat of summer. A huge thank you again to Highland Springs head football coach Lauren Johnson for being with us tonight. Unbelievable work in the past decade, not just with the football program, not just with the four state championships, but the young men that they are producing and what they are doing in college, whether they're on the football field or not, it's just phenomenal and it's always fun to catch up with coach. Oh boy, what a week here in terms of high school sports in the area. We wrap up the regular season in baseball, softball, soccer, lacrosse. There's major action tonight there was some action that was supposed to take place that got rained out or i should say wet grounds out uh patrick henry softball up uh was supposed to go to dinwiddie that was going to be a top 10 battle tonight that's been canceled likely will not be made good because the patriots still have to play their two regular season games with lee davis this week they host lee davis on wednesday at six they go to Mechanicsville and take on Lee Davis Friday night in the regular season finale. That, I believe, is first pitch at 7 p.m., and we plan to be there live on Twitter at Hanover Sports for that one. Meanwhile, this past Friday night at Lee Davis, uh, night of the three-run homers, and you'll read about it coming up Wednesday in the next edition of the Mechanicsville Local and the Ashland Hanover Local, as within about five minutes of each other, Savannah Henley at softball and Carter Trice at baseball each hit three-run home runs that overtook deficits to Hanover and gave Lee Davis baseball their first win over Hanover uh, for anybody on the on the roster right now. Even the seniors who have played Hanover for four years, they had never beaten the Hawks until they won 5-2 on Friday night. A huge win for them as they're battling for playoff position in Region 5B. For Hanover, just their second loss of the season. Very likely they're going to be the number one seed down in Region 4B. Uh, so it's not a loss that's going to hurt them necessarily. They have a good tune-up against Jamestown to wrap up the regular season on Friday before Region play. Uh, starts for the Hawks next week. And wow, a week ago tonight, what an atmosphere. If you were out there at Hanover for the battle between number one Benedictine and number two Hanover, Hawks get the lead. Benedictine battles back, forces extra innings, and then scores one in the 10th to get a 4-3 win in a game that had a state championship aura about it. It was so intense. These two are quickly becoming rivals, and I hope they play each other annually. It is good for both programs. Benedictine now getting going to the VIS State uh, AA State Tournament, which begins tomorrow and will continue uh, all the way through the weekend. They should crown a state champion this weekend down at Shepherd Stadium in Colonial Heights. News off the field this past week from a recruiting standpoint. Athlete quarterback Tyler Warren, who had verbally committed to Virginia Tech, decided to reopen his recruitment. And so he is no longer a verbal to the Hokies. He still has an offer from them, and he's still considering them, but he also has offers from the University of Virginia, uh, from his father's alma mater, the University of Richmond, from Penn State as well, as well as Louisville and Howard University, where, of course, Mike London was before he became the new head football coach uh, down at William & Mary. So Tyler Warren has decided to reopen things and make a decision later on as to what he wants to do. Class of 2020 can start making official decisions and put pen to paper in that early signing period. It's a three-day period, middle of December, just before Christmas. And we'll see what Tyler decides to do if he wants to take some visits this fall, which I'm sure he will. 
uh, and whether he'll want to play out the football season, then make a decision. And he can always wait till February for the traditional National Signing Day, too. we got a minute left, just enough time to talk about the highlights of the 2019 Randolph-Macon football schedule. It has been released. They will open in primetime Thursday, September 5th at 7 o'clock at home against Johns Hopkins, who made it all the way to the National Division III semifinals last season. Johns Hopkins Randolph-Macon opens it up September 5th, changes this year, only two non-conference games as Southern Virginia University joins the ODAC. Yellow Jackets will go to Buena Vista for the very first time in October to face them in a conference matchup. Emory and Henry comes to Ashland. Hamden Sydney comes in for the game to wrap up the regular season November 16th. Also of note, Washington and Lee comes to Ashland this year. That game later than usual, now set for November 2nd. The bye week is October 26th. We'll get into that more next week and in the weeks to come as we get into summertime and get set for football and beyond. My thanks to Lauren Johnson. Our thanks to Massey Wood and West, We Think and Inc., and Sports Page Grill Ashland, and to Calvin Cecil back in the studios getting uh, everything taken care of on another great edition of In the Red Zone. And to all of you for joining us. Rob with them saying thanks so much and good night from Sports Page Grill. In the Red Zone with Rob Witham is a production of WHAN Radio. Our producer is Calvin Cecil. Executive producer is William Roberts. In the Red Zone with Rob Witham is a copyright production of Fifth Estate Broadcasting, LLC. Any rebroadcast or reproduction in part or in whole without the express written consent of Fifth Estate Broadcasting, LLC is strictly prohibited.